Hello, and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. Hello, and welcome. I'm Atheo, one of your hosts. I tend to write a number of things in various different genres, and with various different characters. Hi, I'm Eunice. I take really long naps that last anywhere from two to six hours. <laughs> you know, that also works. I should probably take one of those naps one of these days. Naps are great. All right. So I believe, given what we did last time, that today's is your idea. So I'm kind of out of mostly fully developed world ideas. So today's is just kind of a fragment that I thought up that needs a lot more developing. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, the premise is basically that the main character is the roommate of an empath. And like empath in the basically, like pseudoscience bit, or empath in some other way? In a, yeah, like in a superpower. Oh, in a superpower. World kind of way. Okay. Yeah. And basically it's like, what kind of person could an empath tolerate as a roommate? I mean, that's going to be... Fairly limited, right? Because it's not going to be, it's not going to be someone who you know experiences a ton of bad emotions all the time. But it's also not going to be no. someone who causes a bunch of them. No, needs to be someone who's not very loud emotionally in general. I mean, they could be loud emotionally as long as they're not like that loud. Okay. <laughs> did Did you have anything else, or was that uh that a it? That That's pretty much it. It's a very mm. small fragment. So. We could, I suppose, make them, like, a member of the Superhero Society. Because we don't really have a plot hook as it is. So, member of the Superhero Society. Either rogue or... I guess you could just, for the hell of it, make them a supervillain. The roommate? Yeah. Yeah, the roommate. Okay. Our main character. Supervillain. Roommate to an empath. Okay. Does the, does the roommate know? I mean, does the empath know? I would say not until halfway through the book. <laughs> so make it two conflicts. One is the conflict of being a supervillain, obviously, outside, external conflict. And then we have them speaking to speaking to their empath roommate who they like for some reason. I assume because they're a good roommate. And then we do mm -hmm. interpersonal conflict. Bam. Two plot lines. Okay. So is this person uh, like a comedic type of supervillain where they're kind of like grumpy and, and, you know, have all the cliche supervillain gadgets but actually isn't trying to kill everyone? Or the other kind? Well, I imagine they wouldn't be trying to kill everyone because that would uh, set, off the, set off the empath a little bit. Not great. <laughs> Only if they start killing people. Planning doesn't hurt anyone. Um, I mean, yeah, that's technically true, but I assumed that they would be an active supervillain and not just, like, passively planning to be a supervillain while being the roommate of this person. Well, that might be interesting for, like, a slice-of-life comedy story, I don't... <laughs> I mean, that's all I write, so <laughs> that's where my mind goes. You're not wrong. Slice-of-life comedy story where you're... Where you're dealing with the empath roommate and the supervillain main character? Dumb. Yeah, where she's just trying to hide really hard that she's a supervillain or whatever. That is right up my alley. 
Well, not even like trying to hide that she's a supervillain. Trying to hide that she's planning to be a supervillain. You know, she's got like little minions and like hiding the villain life. Yeah, but never actually doing anything villainous. <laughs> I mean, that is clearly where I would go with this. <laughs> Honestly, if you want to go that way, that would be... I mean, it would be fun, but I don't think that that really constitutes like a plot. It's more of like a gag a day type thing. It's it's true. I have no plot. You say that, but I, I know of at least two plots that you have. Where? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so this. Okay. So I assume if this person is an active villain then they're doing stuff that an empath wouldn't necessarily pick up, such as, like, financial crime and stuff like that. I don't know about financial crime, but, like, maybe stealth crime? Stealth crime? Like, oh. rob- robbing a bank, but, like, by teleporting all of the money out of the vault and nobody's, like, super aware of it, except where they, like, stand in front of the bank and say, Haha, you have already been robbed, and then disappears. Okay, so like non, definitely non-violent crime. Yeah, because violent crime tends to cause negative emotions. And then preferably like crime on the scale of like, you know, large companies or countries so that there's no... They explicitly hit like places that are insured. Yeah, so like, you know, the worst emotional reaction you get out of it is angry stockholders. It's mild annoyance because their insurance rates go up. So why does this villain need a roommate? <laughs> because they're never very good at holding on to any of the money they make. So, like, they robbed the entire bank, they teleported all the money out. They don't actually know where they teleported the money to, they just know that the money's not there anymore. Okay, so so an active but somewhat incompetent supervillain. <laughs> yes. We're going straight back to the comedy side. Exactly. <laughs> It's nothing against okay. the comedy. You just have to like approach it in multiple parts. Okay. So I'm thinking that we mm-hmm. make the supervillain like super incompetent at like nearly everything, except for the fighting bit, which they never do. Then what we do is we create like a secondary villain, and then we say like enormous air quotes here, encroaching on their turf, trying to actually do crime in the area that people care about. How ooh, how about they, they frame the, the first villain? Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Like a copycat criminal, except like more competent than the original criminal? More competent than the crime thing, at least. <laughs> yeah. So she's like pissed off at this copycat and uh trying to like fix her reputation by finding this copycat and making them and stop. And taking them down. <laughs> In a in the name of not justice, but of pride? <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just general outrage. <laughs> outrage at this person, you know. You're gonna step to me, okay. you're gonna get teleported into the cop- Teleported into the cop house, and nobody knows why. <laughs> okay, and then she enlists her em- empath roommate's help to try and detect this, this, this copycat. I wouldn't think at first, like, what I would think is, like, you start the story, right? And then step one is you show some of this, like, minor joking villainy, right? So you get into, you get into a new place, you, 
you you take out all the guards with like sleeping gas and then you and then you steal every everything there and then you accidentally big air quotes here just like lose all the money yeah and then the next day like she apologizes to her roommate and says like this month's rent is gonna be late because she has to go figure out where the hell she teleported it to yeah not even that (laughs) and then like turns out the money's just actually been teleporting around and random people have gotten just huge chunks of cash for no reason Uh, and that shows up on the news yeah exactly but it's like the next town over and nobody knows why then after that you get like the villain just trying to do stuff for a little while and then maybe like a quarter of the way into the book you get you get this uh second person stepping up to the territory not being a mild nuisance who doesn't actually hurt anybody and you know you start the insulting you start the back and forth a little bit you probably have you probably have your main character lose here once or twice or at least like pseudo lose have to run away or something it's not a it's not a loss if nobody's dead you know you mean like actual fights i mean if you want it to be an actual fight that's fine but i would think more of along the lines of like they're talking to each other and then the new person does something really threatening and then your main character runs away and then you spend another like quarter of the book working on the problem trying to hide it from the from the empath roommate who's aware that something's being hidden obviously but <laughs> doesn't know exactly what and then you have like the midpoint of the book which i think would be kind of interesting to just have the empath roommate figure out what's going on here okay yeah just based on the weird emotional patterns the roommate the villain has been emitting for a couple of months plus what's going on on the news yeah my roommate is a supervillain? Sounds like a weird light novel title. Yep, going the Japanese comedy route. My roommate has been a supervillain for the last three months and I haven't been aware? <laughs> Only three months. <laughs> well, I mean, you could make it longer than that. I was just coming up with a stupid title and, you know, three is a nice number. And then months is a I nice see. word. So I'm just like, three months. It could have been I like see. four years. My roommate has been a supervillain for the past four years and I had no idea. That works too. But, you know, it doesn't yep. have that same kick to it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. And then... Then what you do is, like, at mm-hmm. that point, you start getting the empath and supervillain to work together. Supervillain MC to work together to, uh... Find the real bad guy. Yeah. Find the actual bad person <laughs> who's cramping their style. <laughs> and then, at the end, they capture or get this person with evidence sent over to the police that's one way to do it i mean i almost wanted to say like have the have the main character just just kill him but like that might be a little bit much for a light-hearted <laughs> comedy <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't think that would take them over the line they are a, super, a real super hey but they only they kill people who have killed super. people done easy yeah, but that doesn't, does that even clear their name? I mean, a little bit. It's like, hey, that wasn't me. And all these things that this person was doing, then they stop. And it's like, oh, okay. So it actually wasn't them. So a little bit, well, especially if they publicly confront them. I, I mean, I guess they could, like, she could dump the, the copycat's dead body somewhere public and be like, wasn't me. <laughs> that would be one way to do it. And then, plus the evidence, so that it's like, it clearly wasn't me. 
<laughs> with the signature. Yeah. Just to like, just to you know, restore her reputation as like a competent villain while clearing her name of the crimes that she did. Not even restoring her name as a competent villain. Like restoring her name as an incompetent villain. What does it mean? Signed. Excuse me, I've put a lot okay. of work into being incompetent, and you are not going to come around and screw that up. Okay, I like that. And the empath is, like, like mildly disapproving, but, you know, the, the copycat really did, like, hurt, hurt a lot of people, so, you know. Exactly. And they're still good to live with, you know? Um, yeah, like, the other- the copycat probably has, like, some powers that make it, like, difficult to be incarcerated properly. Or they're just like a like a monster, or have like some connections in the government. Just like, yes, we know that you're not actually that bad, but quite frankly, your name is very good for me to take and be that bad. So, what is our our MC's power if she has any? I kind of just want it to be something that's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but I'm not entirely sure what. Yeah, I think it's just that it has to be something somewhat unpredictable. Or that requires, like, a lot of, like, mental discipline to control properly. Like, even the slightest fluctuation in concentration or emotion or whatever tends to, like, make it go astray. Which is why she's, like, such a good roommate. Maybe... I mean, I already brought up the teleportation thing. So, what if she has teleportation? But if she's teleporting anything but herself, it's, like, super hard. And it can just go, like, flying anywhere. But it's, like, actually, a combination of, like, teleportation and, like, the power and, like, a tinker power so she can make stuff. So, like, gadgets okay. and gadgets and have to really pay attention to teleportation. Okay. So, if she's teleporting stuff other than herself, she has to have, like, a really strong, absolute concentration on where exactly she wants it to go. For at least like a few minutes. Yeah. And if her like thought process even strays like a tiny little bit, it completely throws it off. I don't know about a few minutes, but like one minute, yeah. And it doesn't like go off, it just like scatters. Yeah. Like the more scattered brain her thoughts, the more whatever she's teleporting gets scattered. Yeah. And that's that would actually work with the like with the like bank robbery, but all the money goes everywhere thing. Yeah. She's like trying to teleport it to a warehouse in the next town over but instead teleports it to just all over the place within the town. Yeah. It would be like, it ends up going to any place that even, that re- resembles the place she was imagining in some way. For instance, like a garage. To like a, yeah, like a steel wall or something like that. And then a million warehouses or whatever all have that characteristic. Yep. Okay, I like that. So she spends a lot of time like meditating and stuff to try and like, hone her power, so, like, she's rather a, a good roommate for an empath. Exactly. And and her uh, empath roommate thinks that she's just into, like, self-help and stuff. <laughs> no, trying to get that tells, stupid power to work. Tells her that she's, like, a Buddhist or something. She's trying to get enlightened or something. I guess. Zen. Achieve the Zen or something. I don't know. Achieve the state of not being bothered by random things happening. Yes. Okay. I like it. We have an explanation for all of this. We have a character. We have... I think the thing that we're missing is the world. Mm-hmm. Which we don't have... 
basically anything about how the world's supposed to work, other than there are superpowers. So, I mean, we're going lighthearted, so that's obviously a thing. So, obviously, because we're going lighthearted, there are more heroes than villains. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, just in Or, general. you know, they could be very, very quiet, not unharmful villains like ours. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that the one we're using as a main character is quiet, just not particularly yeah. harmful. Maybe it's like a world where, you know, like, the obviously the worse of a villain you are, the harder you get hunted down. So it actually pays to kind of just be a nuisance villain. <laughs> be a joke. Not even like a not a not even like a nuisance villain, you know. Nuisance villains do occasionally get caught, but if you're just like mildly annoying and you don't do crimes that hurt people, it's just like the heroes and the cops are just like, oh no, they're getting away again. Yeah, and like you know, this one is like literally like only after enough money to pay for like rent and groceries, so it's really <laughs> only a couple times a year. <laughs> yeah. It's only a couple of times a year, and it's really not all that threatening. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, no. They're getting away. Yeah. And then it's like, the insurance company is like, we already factored that into your premium. You know? It's already in your premium. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Super villain insurance, you're paying the extra $100 a month. We're good. Like, the bank has, like, a decoy vault that only has a couple thousand dollars in it. <laughs> Except it's not really a decoy vault. Everybody knows it's a decoy vault. Yeah, and, like, our MC only ever robs that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> the bank paying the supervillain tax. Yeah, supervillain tax. It's not even the supervillain tax, it's the joke supervillain tax to keep the actual supervillains away. <laughs> you could even call it protection money, because when someone worse came along, the supervillain, you know, took care of it. I mean, that's still a crime. <laughs> but... It's not like she's directly asking for protection money, so I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You could consider it. You know, like a couple of times, like the bank may have eventually figured out who she is and offered to just hire her or like pay her to stop. And she's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you better keep upgrading your decoy vault to challenge me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So kind of a kind of an ongoing joke. Got it. Yeah, I like it. All right. So, I think, so, it's pretty much just, like, the world kind of exists, I think. Yeah, I think it's kind of just, like, your generic, modern world that's... I don't know about generic anymore. We live in a post-worm world. Okay, well, you know, just, uh, yeah, like, nothing particularly surprising about this superhero world. It's kind of like this world, with a little bit of alternate history. But, like, nothing crazy. I mean, I would go crazy, but that's because I am a mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you want, you can make the world crazy. But, like, it, it's not necessary to write the, the silly story that we're proposing here. Exactly. If it were me, I'd throw a romance in there. I don't see why not. If, if it were me, as, like, as even more of a joke, it would be 
between the MC and like the bank CEO. And then he just calls her to tease her about her latest failed crime every time. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you know, the usual. I mean, I would be at a very strange place to put a romance. Well, yes, but that's the point. <laughs> it's, 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 more, it's almost more of the comedy than the romance. <laughs> it's not even really. I, I don't know. I don't like that very much. Okay, where do you propose we throw in the romance? I mean, my first thought is with the roommate, just to make it even more ridiculous. But that's that one's a little bit like, you might get too much conflict out of it, and that's never any good in your light-hearted comedy supervillain story. I mean, you could, you could, uh, you could throw it in as a light-hearted thing. It's like... Emma's like, oh, by the way, I noticed uh, you actually like me. Haha. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Insert uh, romance if and where you feel like it. <laughs> spice romance to taste. <laughs> exactly. So we have we have our main character, who's incompetent, jokey supervillain. We have our... Uh, world we have we have our conflict and how we resolve it i don't even really think we need to figure out anything else this one was quick yeah you know we we have ideas of all shapes and sizes so if you want to take on this one's a little bit small yeah if you want to take on a little this could even be a short story honestly it could but i think you would get the most out of it by making it like novella length yeah you know so... make it a little bit of a so a little if, bit of a romp to, that you read in between things. So if last week's multi-book epic was too much for you, uh, this one might be, you know, doable. This one might be more your style. Yeah. So if you want to email us, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was expecting you to pick up on that and then like say something else for the exiting, but that's yeah. fine too. We're supposed to promote other things as well but uh we don't have any yet we can promote my subreddit <laughs> do you want to promote your subreddit you know what let's just do it and see what happens okay so if this podcast is not enough for you of us i have started a subreddit actually quite a while ago it's called r writing night school uh which is a place where i put writing prompts and then you write a 500 word or less, very strict word limit, um, writing exercise based on the story prompts, which uh, are designed to cover various technical aspects of fictional writing, such as dialogue, action, pacing, emotion, romance, etc., etc. And then I am honor bound to provide a detailed critique of how I felt you accomplished or didn't accomplish the writing prompt. Though if you make if you submit something that's like seven hundred and fifty words, she probably won't even read it. Yeah, it's a strict five hundred word limit. It's not plus or minus ten percent. It's five hundred words or less. Otherwise, I'm not honor bound, and I won't do it. <laughs> if you want more of me, good luck with that. <laughs> I want more of me too. I want more time. I don't have it. Um... <laughs> Yeah. That's a little bit jokey, and probably at some point in the future I'll put something else up, but at the moment I'm a little bit busy. 
So with that, I think we're going to close out today's episode. It's a small one. Last time we had a bit of a mess. This time we have something that's short, simple, sweet. Yeah. Okay, bye everyone. Goodbye. And hopefully we'll see you writing later.